Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this first off-season episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're looking to make some bets for... The Super Bowl coming up, I mean, there are hundreds of bets, not just including the over-under, the money lines, um, just the straight-up bets. There are going to be thousands of prop bets going on um, in the next couple of weeks. Head on over to the DeLago Resort and Casino. Um, it's going to be a fun time. It's always fun to go there and place a bet. We, uh, Mike and I went there earlier this year. We placed a bet for the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Um, oh, geez, that just depressed me. I just thought about that for the first time since we did it, Mike. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to discuss a few uh, fun off-season topics uh, in this episode. We're going to talk about... Uh, we have an email from a listener that I want to get a chance to read um, and some fun things, a conspiracy going on with the buffalo bills and maybe i think we're going to start with who we're going to root for in the super bowl but first i'm joined by my co-hosts john and mike uh fellas uh one week out from uh a disappointing postseason end how are you guys doing mentally i'll start with you john are you in a better place than we were when we talked last week or are you still in the same mindset or, or how's your how's your headspace going i have good days and bad days uh you know uh i I look at the off season and, and like, you know, think in my head, okay, if they do this, this, and this, then it'll be okay. And the, you know, and then meanwhile, I'm sitting down to watch, you know, the, the first game of the conference championships. I'm like, Oh, the bills aren't here. And, you know, it's like, it's tough, but, uh, you know, day by day we'll, we'll get there. Right. Yeah. This would be a perfect time if we had a sponsor that was like betterhelp.com or something like that for, for the people, like us, they need therapy to get through this area of the of the season. Actually, probably could have used it a, a lot during the drought just to get through that tough time. <laughs> because it was like, you know, why keep being a Bills fan? The therapist would probably be like, I don't know. Why do you even follow sports? What does it bring you? <laughs> like, I don't know. A lot of pain. A lot of pain. J- Mike, um, I'll go to you next. Um, Mike, you were, actually, you were actually at the game. Um, it's one of the reasons why we couldn't, didn't get a chance to talk to you last week. Um, first of all, I mean, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about specifically being at the game do you want to give us a quick like one minute just you know summary of how the actual like tailgating was the game was like any of the experience of being at you know a divisional round playoff game what <laughs> you did not prepare me to, this is i haven't felt like i've been in seventh grade spanish class in a long if this time, was a job so interview now, you didn't get the job just now <laughs> <laughs> just, just the... <laughs> I've blocked everything out. Uh, it was a good time. Playoff football has certainly a level of intensity that you don't see in the regular season. So absolutely, I would do it again. Uh, however, given the outcome, like 
like John, I think trying to move past it. But I will say this year is such mentally for me so much easier than 13 seconds. Um, just because it didn't, it, it never, I think you, you play that game a hundred times. Like maybe the bills can win the, the better team won that day, right? Like the Bengals just dominated the bills on, on, in all facets of the game. But like, I'm not disheartened. Like they're, they're so, so far away from being there. I don't think that, but this result is much easier to swallow for me than last year. Whereas last year, like I could not watch like football, like this week, right? Just uh, it was a question: Are you even going to watch the Super Bowl? Like, I was just disgusted by by the Bills' loss, or heartbroken. Maybe disgusted isn't the right word, but it so felt like they had it last year. Whereas this year, it wasn't that Cincy game wasn't close, so it's it's a lot easier for me to get over it. I think. Yeah, I, I think that I'm in the same boat as you as far as that loss, and we kind of touched a little bit on it last week. But the the more you're talking about it, it felt like that with me too it's like last year if the chiefs had won that super bowl you would have felt like that was the bills super bowl right like that was Mm -hmm, for sure that's why you were i'm sure you guys all bills mafia we were so excited when the chiefs lost to the afc championship game you're like whoo i don't know if the bills could have you know beaten the Bengals or whatever this year i don't feel like that the Bengals could win the super bowl and i don't feel like oh man like that was that could have been our super bowl like the bill they, they completely outclassed us uh, it, even though the Bills are a really good team, and like you said, it's a, it's a it's any given Sunday. You know, you play the game a hundred ways, a hundred different times, and it probably doesn't end up like that outcome very many times. But still, um, yeah, John, John, your headspace with that. Did you? I think you said last week you were better with last season's win or loss than this season's loss, right? Like you're in a better headspace last season than this season, right? Or is it anyway? We don't have to. We don't have to rehash that. No, it's the same. A loss is a loss. Like it, it is terrible no matter what the circumstances are. Um, I didn't feel as good going into the Bengals game this year than I did against the Chiefs last year. But like in the end, the loss is a loss. A win is a win, and that's all that matters, right? You didn't go in very confident into the Bengals game for good reason because they were they they have no reason to give you a lot of confidence in the way that they were playing. They weren't terrible. Uh, by any stretch, but you know, they weren't playing dominant football. Uh, Bengals, the Bengals won what twelve games in a row or something, or they have won twelve games in a row going into the AFC Championship game. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about Super Bowl matchup. Um, who do you root for? Who do you want to root for? Um, so, as we're recording this late Sunday night, um, the Chiefs Bengals game isn't completely over, but I'm not sure how much it really matters to the outcome of what we're saying, but I'll, I'll just to give you guys an idea. I put on a poll right after the uh, Bills Bengals game. I said, who do you, who would you root for in the Super Bowl? Would you root for the Chiefs, the Bengals, or an NFC team? And if you guys had to guess, who, who do you think won that poll? Right after the game, before Eli Apple's comments, <laughs> who do you think Bills Mafia would root for in the Super Bowl? The Chiefs, the Bengals, or any NFC team? I'll start Bengals. with... Okay, John, Mike says Bengals. John? NFC team. NFC team. NFC team won by 65%. Had 65% of the votes. Almost 1,700 votes. 65% went for the NFC team. Mike, you get second place. 28% went to the Bengals. And 6% went to the Chiefs. Now, you know... 
Eli Apple's comments on Twitter come back. And then I think Bill's Mafia was kind of waking up to the Bengals saying, you guys better get your refunds. Joe Burrow saying, you guys better get your refunds, you know, for the AFC Championship game. It felt like, you know, going into that game, like, I think there was some sort of, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't camaraderie or whatever, but at least it was like, it was this feeling, this fake sense of like camaraderie or artificial camaraderie that we kind of created within Bill's Mafia over what happened with the DeMar Hamlin situation, maybe even stemming to the Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd ending the drought situation. Uh, But it felt apparent after the Bills lost that there was no real camaraderie. Bengals fans were kind of... Bengals fans, the Bengals social media platform, especially Eli and Apple, were kind of trashing us, the team, the fans, or whatever. They were being sore winners, essentially. And uh, it extended into just recently, uh, last couple of days or so, where the mayor of Cincinnati wrote a proclamation... Did you guys see that by any chance? I'm I'm gonna state what he like summarize what he said, but did you see that, John Mike? The mayor of Cincinnati uh wrote a proclamation here. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up because it's 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 pretty incredible. Okay. So his name is Aftab Purville, Mayor Aftab Purville, and he says in the proclamation now I'm gonna read it. I'm not sharing the uh <laughs> the audio with the folks. And I'll share my screen with John and Mike so they can see it as well. But it says, City of Cincinnati, be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium. See what he did there? Burrowhead Stadium. For their second consecutive AFC Championship game. And whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. And whereas... Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test confirming whether or not he's his father. And, whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them, a Super Bowl win, and whereas Kansas City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I... Aftab Puraville, mayor of the Cincinnati, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29, twenty three, as they got to play us day in Cincinnati. And it was, I mean, it took some stones. Not gonna lie, like I think that's fine considering all, like how the NFL screwed the Bengals. I I think it's perfectly fine. You mean with the Debar Hamlin situation? How did they screw the Bengals? The Bengals could have had a higher seed. They. And then they had to deal with potentially having a coin flip for Baltimore for that first wild card game. And of course, Cincinnati won um, last week of season, so that didn't have have to happen. But like the Bills Bengals game should have been a neutral site. The way that they, the way that everything worked out, it sh- that should have been a neutral site game. I think mm. the Bengals got screwed. And then like now the whole like selling tickets thing, like they do that, they did that on all, with all three stadiums, right? Like they do that ahead of time. It's just that. That got more publicity because the tickets are more expensive in Atlanta than they would have been at either of the other two sites. But the Bengals use that as bulletin board material, which yep. is perfectly fine. They didn't, I mean, even though that, you know, whatever motivates you, right? But, like, mm-hmm. it's just the way that it worked out, right? 
whatever I mean, motivates that, you. If if I was if I was a, a Chiefs coach, I'd have put the the mayor of uh, Cincinnati's video that went viral right up there on the bullet. I'd have had it playing, you know, twenty four hours a day in the locker room, wouldn't you? Like if you're looking for any sort oh, of oh yeah edge. for sure. It, it, Bur- I don't know Burrowhead. Like I don't calling know if you Arrowhead saw, but the, the mayor did backtrack afterwards a couple days later. I but mean, back did probably backtrack? because the Bengals were like, "Don't you know?" Cincinnati was <laughs> like, doing? "Don't jinx us! Don't jinx us!" <laughs> right? I'm sure that happened. It was a big reason for it, but yeah, I mean, I the only the only thing I'm upset about are the Eli Apple stuff, right? Like all the other okay. things, the 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 tickets and like all that other stuff. Like I, I don't care about any of that stuff. The, the Eli Apple rubbed me the wrong way. And when you mean when you say that, just for people that aren't on Twitter, you know, or have a life, um, they, he basically was saying he was trashing Diggs, um, saying that you know, and, and he's been known to do this. This isn't the first time he's ever been talking trash on Twitter. He did this last year against the Chiefs when they beat them in the AFC Championship against Tyreek Hill, which I thought was great because I don't like Tyreek Hill at all, so I loved it. But uh, this year, he was saying, you know, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen need to go through couples counseling. Um, uh, I, I don't even care about that. It's it's the the, can, the Cancun on three with the Hamlin Hart thing. Well, was, now, was I, get, can- I, get, I get that that's a thing that has been done in the past by lots of sports teams. It's, it's not an isolated thing, but he, the way it like knowing that like after the whole Hamlin thing, he decided to do that with a heart thing and all that. Like he did with the, with the heart um, emoji, like the heart hands emoji, right? Which was, which feels like it's a DeMar Hamlin thing, right? Like the, right. And I, you know, and again, other people have done that before too, but like the, you know, it, considering the circumstances, like I, I feel like that that was done uh, slightly more maliciously, and that was the tweet that that got me. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge—that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Yeah, I thought the Cancun on three thing was kind of funny, actually. Like, I, I had to go research it and figure out what that was because I can't remember the last time I've heard it, maybe 10 years ago. I was like, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, it's because there was this famous Laker who, during the Kobe Shaq era, who, like, I think they're, like, going to lose this season or something, or their their season was almost on the last game. He's like, Cancun on three, one, two, three, instead of, like, team on three, one, two, three. Like, that's kind of funny. It's It doesn't make as much sense when you say it to someone else. I guess you're saying you're going to Cancun on three, right? But, yeah, the, the heart emoji hands, which is definitely a symbol of mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin, and at least it has th- been the last few weeks. Even the three, right? On like, three. I mean, I get that that's the, the phrase, but, like, still, like, the innuendo was considering there, Considering right? everything that happened between, the, you know, it's just, it, that, was a, that was a bit much. Speaking of backpedaling, he did a little bit on that one. He apologized for that tweet, saying that he didn't mean that and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. yeah he, put a, he put a, <laughs> John. But needless to say, neither of you would have been rooting for an AFC team no matter what, right? Like, it's Eagles all the way is what I'm getting at because I've been NFC team from day one. Mike, I feel like you're the same way too. Like, how how would you? Even though we do, we we basically said it didn't feel like it would be our Super Bowl this year, no matter what. Like, it it feels. I would still root for the. I mean, what if unless it was the Cowboys or something? I would have rooted for almost any NFC team over the the Bengals or Chiefs, right? Um, I think a couple of things come into play. Like, if you're a Cincinnati fan or you're a Cincinnati player outside of Apple, like. Is it fair to get all the flack just for one or two bad apples, I guess, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't, I, I just, it, it doesn't really sway me, like, what, what one or two vocal people think. So, like, I kind of revert to who hasn't, who's never won, and that would be the Bengals. Um, Eagles just got one five years ago. Uh, Casey's the powerhouse has won recently, right? Like, so I kind of want to say Bengals, but being at that game, there were a lot of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so like you're kind of torn in that respect. So I think when the when the Super Bowl actually starts, like I think a lot of people are like me, like you cheer for the underdog, like who's behind. Like today at the Niners Eagles game, you're like oh yeah, come on Niners, like you're only down thirty one to seven, you got a shot, you know, like maybe maybe I'll witness history, like the greatest comeback and. There's six minutes left. Who knows? Like, there's some element. It, it, I think it. It's not good because you're always unhappy because it never happens. <laughs> but I don't know if I care until the game starts, and then you're pulling for the team that's behind. <laughs> Is that ever? Can you relate to that at all? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah for it's sure. so stupid. We should like mentally. We should pull for the like. Yes, crush them. We're winning. <laughs> We should want, we should pull for the team that's destroying the other team. I never do that. Why is it? Do you think we're like one of the only countries in the modern world that like roots for the underdog, or is that a theme throughout the entire world? Like, I don't know if it's just because we have this thought like the the U.S. was like this underdog in the Revolutionary War. Like, so like our country was brought up as being the underdog, so we love underdog stories. Or is that just like? Everyone like David and Goliath. Like everyone loves the story of David and Goliath because David should have should have been crushed, right? Or like how many for every David and Goliath story, how many thousands of stories did Goliath just absolutely destroy David, right? Or is it? I don't know if that's human nature or what. Yeah, um, you're exactly right because most people themselves are underdogs, right? So like they they well, want to see speak for like, yourself, oh. John. 
I said most. <laughs> Two thirds of us are underdogs for sure. <laughs> as amazing as Mike is, Nathan and I are underdogs. So like we see like oh the greatest comeback in NFL history or you know whatever. It's like oh yeah maybe I could you know do something great too you know huh, relatable <laughs> I see good take. Maybe I can dig myself out of this deep, deep hole <laughs> that I've dug myself into. Over the last 35 years. <laughs> that I've done nothing to dig myself out of or just put myself into a deeper and have no excuses to be in general. But That's a yeah. good question that you have, though. Maybe we need to pull some like uh, people from the British em- the former British Empire. <laughs> And see if they're like front runners. If they always pull for the the uh, yeah the team that's of, up massively. Oh yeah, or do, you, or do they go for the underdog? They they love they love betting on the uh, what uh, the, what's even the term like the front I, runner I, I was or just the favorite the, the huge favorite I guess the huge favorite. Yes, thank you. I was like the overdog. Like, what, what, <laughs> I'm also fighting uphill battle against stupidity. So, like, <laughs> like you ask the UK, and they're just like, yeah, we love the the favorite. Like, we're we're also big on you know empires and colonizing. Like, you know, not to, but it's just I, I they maybe they're okay with it, or maybe maybe if you're in the UK, we'll have to get some feedback from our UK listeners. Maybe they're just like, yeah, we. It's kind of like you know. We're kind of not cool with that now. <laughs> like maybe it was mm-hmm. cool at the time because you had the country that was, you know, the reigning empire, and now it's just like, man, like that was really wrong. Now the the more you know, right? Like the more information that you have, I don't know. It's it's. I'm curious. I'm curious if people from other countries, if you're from another country, and you're listening to this podcast, do you have the same feelings as us, or do you look at a movie like Rudy and be like, that's so stupid? <laughs> like who cares about Rudy? Or basically, like what ninety percent of every American film is literally like an underdog, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the Avengers, like everything, like everything's underdogs. Yeah. But yeah, I feel the same way, Mike. If I don't have a dog in the fight as far as like, you know, which team I care for, which has been like very few over the last 20 years because the Patriots have been in like half of them, if it feels like. Mm-hmm. So like you always root against them. But when it's not the Patriots and it's not someone in your division, which it never is besides the Patriots, it's like, meh, you know? As long as they're not a rival against the Bills, but it feels like is that weird though too? Because on some level, it feels kind of like the Bengals and the Chiefs are a rival. I know the Bills and the Chiefs feels more like a rivalry, but like maybe the the Bengals loss is still you know that that wound is still open, <laughs> you know. And you, Mike just describing how many assholes there were at the stadium makes me want to root against them even more. There's also I just, I just think like. If you're trying to maximize, like, we're all, like, we've talked about this before, right? We're all just here for a brief, poof, speck of time between two eternities. And we're trying to maximize human happiness. Like, Eagles just won. KC just won. Like, Cincinnati's never done anything. And they live in Cincinnati, right? Like, give them a, throw them a bone. How many people have just been waiting their entire lives to get that? So, like, I'm going to try and get there and, and pull for the Bengals if they... If they uh, pull it out, yeah, I definitely rather Cincinnati go than Kansas City for sure. I'd rather the Bengals go to the Super Bowl and lose again, so that they have four Super Bowl losses like we do and <laughs> no Super Bowl mm. wins. There's kind of like a misery, you know. Loves company, but you would definitely take the Eagles over the Bengals. Oh, I would in a heartbeat, John. But just because of Eli Apple, like it's just one dude. I mean, no, I like the Eagles. There's nothing to not like about the Eagles. Um. 
I just I don't want to see Burrow and Mahomes get one before both. I mean, Mahomes already has one, but both but of those quarterbacks Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. Like, what difference is if it's Jalen Hurts? Because or it's Burrow? an AFC thing. Like, so he's always going to be compared to the AFC quarterbacks. Like, I don't think anyone on a grander scale. I think they compare Josh Allen to Jalen Hurts, but you know, on a micro level, like it's more AFC driven, right? So it's like, teams but I would say Hertz getting it is even more like an indictment on the Bills and and Allen because it's younger, right? Because it's just like, oh, somebody can come into the league immediately and oh, MVP, oh, Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl victory. Like that's like, uh. whereas Burrow, it's like, oh, they're they're more contemporaries. I feel, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I think I kind of view them in similar boats, I guess. As far as Hertz and Burrow, they're both younger than Josh Allen, but. Like, I mean, if you look at the NFC compared to the AFC, like what there's like one good quarterback in the NFC, <laughs> you know, in the AFC, you have like five or six of them that are really good. I feel I feel like like if you were to look at the top 10 quarterbacks, I feel like seven or eight of them are in the AFC. So Hertz's competition has been less. It doesn't mean his team's as bad. I mean, what they went 13 and four or 14 and three or whatever the case is like they're a really good team. He play against who you play against. But um I, I think that the just like I wouldn't want to see Justin Herbert win one before Josh Allen. I wouldn't want to see Tua Tagovailoa win one before Josh Allen. Like all those quarterbacks in the AFC, for me, it just, you know, you don't want to see anyone in your division and then the conference and then the NFL. So, like, you know, if it's between Patrick Mahomes and and Jalen Hurts, I don't know. I think I'd still root for, for Jalen Jalen Hurts. I know I like him. I mean, all things Joe, being e- equal, like, wouldn't you want to root for the AFC team, your own conference? Like, Going to show to how the, dominant they are. Go, yeah, exactly. Going back to even like the, the before the merger, right? The AFL, NFL, the NFL shit on the AFL. Like, oh, they're never going to win anything. They won't win a Super Bowl, and like Joe, Joe Namath guarantee and the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, the they you know the AFL's legitimatized, and that whole rivalry just between the two conferences. I mean, I, I get that it was a long time ago. Now you just want to root for whoever beat you and against whoever beat you in your own division and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, I mean, there's something to be said for rooting for your own conference. John, must I remind you how petty I can be when it comes to... You don't need to remind us. <laughs> <laughs> just just rooting for people to lose as opposed to rooting for people to win. You know, it's it's kind of my thing. But by John, uh, like, if... <laughs> I get what like you're saying, the, though, John. I totally get what... Yeah, I agree a lot with John in the sense of, like, if the, if the Bengals go on to win the whole thing, you could make the case, like, oh... Maybe the Bills were the second best team. <laughs> they lost to the eventual champ. True, but I don't think it, with what you guys are saying, I feel like that's in theory. If when Patrick Mahomes wins a Super Bowl, like like if he won one last year, nobody'd be like, "Well, you know, they already thought Josh Allen was good," but they wouldn't be like, "Wow, Josh Allen's that good. He almost beat the guy who won the Super Bowl." Like Josh Allen is so much better than we thought. Like I just I think that that doesn't matter. I don't think I don't think people think about I mean, that once a team wins a Super Bowl. I don't think they look back and be like, "Well, who did they beat?" Oh yeah, well that team's almost as good because they beat them along the way. I don't think people have that kind of memory. I don't at least. I have no idea who who the Bengals beat before they beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship last year. I have no idea. <laughs> like it could have been two crappy teams or two really good teams. No recollection. I think they beat the Titans. But because they beat the Titans and they went to the Super Bowl, I wasn't like, wow, the Titans are so much better. Ryan Tannehill is such a good quarterback because they, I, I, I don't think it's – that's me though. I, I don't care for the AFC to win or it – doesn't, it, doesn't 
it doesn't make my team better because the Bengals win a Super Bowl or the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. It doesn't give credence to my team. It's I I view them as separate entities. Unlike college football, where like I think that they kind of root for their own conference. Like if you're an SEC team and you're you know let's say like a Georgia fan, but your team's not in the national championship, but Bama is, you root for Bama, I guess. As a result, like that's kind of weird to me, but I guess that's how it is. Because then it's like, yeah, your conference is is that strong, right? I I just don't get that same kind of. That's just me though, my competitiveness, and I'm petty, so. And I want the Bengals to lose as many Super Bowls as it's the Buffalo Bills, even if they're not back-to-back-to-back. Um, so I wanted to read you guys an email. Um, by the way, if you guys want to email us throughout the this offseason, there's a lot of topics that we have to discuss. So now is a great time um, to send us any of those emails. And I'm going to start with this one from our friend Stefano. And I don't get a chance to... Um, you know, read them like during the season, because, you know, when we're doing recap podcasts over the game that just happened, it doesn't make as much sense to like read an email from Jeff, you know, in Missouri about, you know, the game that happened a week beforehand, which is usually what we're talking about. But I try to reply when I can. And this one is from Stefano um, in Italy. And he says, Dear Nate, here we are after the loss. And as you said, it was not what you expected. We did not shoot ourselves in the foot. It was different. How many what-ifs, how many questions? Sorry if I'm flooding your mailbox with this email, but it is what it is. <laughs> I live in. I love how he's like, I'm sorry I'm doing this, but, you know, it's, it's happening, Nate. It's happening. <laughs> I, I live in beautiful Rome. In parentheses, he writes, any plans for your vacations? Question mark. I watch, watch the Bills games, watch the Bills game always the day after on NFL Game Pass, and I'm really sad. What you don't realize is that when you lose in the playoffs, it's over. No more Bills, no more interesting games. Last year, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl, and that's big for me. That sounds kind of like what you guys were just talking about, John and Mike, like last year especially. I needed something, so I turned to the post-game press conferences. Watch Sean's okay. Watch Josh's okay. Then I watched Micah Hyde's, and I gained some relief. Then I listened to the podcast and heard you shouting against all the Bills players, coaching staff, and everything that could be agreed on. And, or he said, and everything could be agreed on. But what does that leave us with? Tabula rasa. Rebuild. No better to go back to Hyde's comments. It was an incredible season. If you think about it, games postponed, games moved, games canceled, snow injuries, snow injuries, Damar. Was it a one-off? I hope so. Sure, many things must be fixed in the offseason. O-line first. Are you sure Dawkins is still is still this good starter? I doubt it. Coaching. Not one trick play. Not one good run play. No special teams play. D-line. We could not stop the Bengals if we tied them up. Yeah, and the new stadium comes to mind. Why not a dome? Why not sticking the beautiful Buffalo... Why, why sticking to the quote-unquote beautiful Buffalo January weather? With a gunslinger at QB, no less. But I want to recommend to you to listen to Hyde. Many things will change, but I'll stay confident. Forza Bills, go Bills, Stefano. Well, I want to thank Stefano for sending that email. And I think it kind of put things in perspective a little bit. You know, all of the... John and I on the recap last week didn't put all those things into perspective. Maybe because I think I think that's one of the things about stepping back for a few days is that you have the liberty of being able to kind of take everything in. Whereas we, you know, we're, we're talking 
the night of, so we're still kind of fired up or emotional about it. Um, but there were a lot of things that this Bills team had to overcome, you know, and uh, and I think Stefano kind of nailed it on the head. Um, so I, I think I, I watched the Hyde's press conference, Hyde's press, Micah Hyde's press conference right before we got on to discuss. I'd watched, you know, Brandon Beans and, and Sean McDermott and Josh Allen's and like, like Stefano said, they were okay. It's like whatever, mostly coach speak and player speak or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just, I think, I think he put things in perspective. But at the same time, we definitely need to rebuild. There is less cap space to work with because Josh Allen's huge deal uh, kicks in. Um, so uh, that no, is a big no, deal. Restructure, restructure. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, dude. We, we. I think that should be one of our discussions following the Super Bowl. Uh, in a couple of weeks is which players could we restructure, right? Maybe extend to gain some cap relief and stuff like that. I, I love that point, John. Um, so, so they can resign Poyer, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude, then we couldn't even, they'll, they'll draft a receiver, a whole bunch of offensive linemen. It's going to be couldn't, great. We Next couldn't afford to sign Jordan Poyer's wife at this point. <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't afford that really. So um, we couldn't have a social media influencer at safety at this point. Uh, but yeah, th- lots of stuff, lots of stuff to discuss. So appreciate Stefano. Appreciate all you guys for emailing us throughout the season, uh, whether we get a chance to read them on the air or not, and keep them coming because there's going to be a lot of things to discuss. Um, you know, leading into the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, free agency, uh, the draft, all that fun stuff. So I think I think he covered a lot there. John, Mike, is there anything that you want to add to that? I think I think he brought up some good points. So then the other thing is. Um, the last thing I think I want to discuss in this episode is the DeMar Hamlin conspiracy. And we did get a chance to talk about that. See, that's another thing that's unfortunate about recording the night of or right after the podcast or right after the, the game is that you don't get to hear about the, all these some of these narratives or conspiracies. And this one was a conspiracy about DeMar Hamlin actually being in 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 the suite that night. So for those who were watching the game, um, DeMar Hamlin was in the suite. Quote, he was, quote, unquote, in the suite. And he was given the the hard hand emoji symbol from there. He was dressed from head to toe. You know, you couldn't see his face or anything like that. So, of course, as social media does, uh, people ran with that as a reason to say that wasn't Damar Hamlin. That was a body double. That was a clone. Uh, if it was Damar Hamlin, how come we couldn't see his face? How come we couldn't, you know, make him out like it's possible that DeMar Hamlin died on the field that night and the NFL just doesn't want us to see it or whatever. Uh, lots of conspiracies going on. Everything from that to being him being vaccinated is the real reason he died. I mean, that's been going on for weeks. But um, So it was interesting. Uh, within the last day or so, DeMar Hamlin has come on social media, on Buffalo Bills social media, on his own social media with a, a video stating everything that's happened. And, uh, you know, people were like, why doesn't he hold up a newspaper to see where he is? And essentially that that video was basically a newspaper like saying, like, I exist. I'm here. I'm alive. But also to thank everyone that helped him from, you know, the the Bill's training staff that gave him life support um, or resuscitation CPR on the field to the folks over, you know, at the University of Cincinnati to Buffalo General, everything, all the staff trainers. Etc. So, you know, it was good to see him. It was good to see he's doing well. He's still, you know, recovering, obviously, um, and stuff like that. So, but I, dude, I don't know about you guys, 
Mike and John in general. Like, I love conspiracy theories. I love them because sometimes it's fun to fantasize about things that might actually be real, right? Like, uh, just, I'm trying to think of a conspiracy theory that ended up being true. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know, like the things about Illuminati or whatever, like uh, the people pulling the strings within the actual society or whatever, the government doing this and that, you know, when some of them end up actually being true. But um, what do you, John, I'll start with you. John, conspiracy theories fan. Conspiracy theories, right? X-Files, right? Yeah, every episode. Like, yeah, love it. (laughs) So, but like from the, like, I didn't even know about it until like you texted us during the week. I was like, wait what's going on i don't understand and like i still and i try to look it up and i was still kind of confused like i I didn't get it (laughs) like i thought it was a joke (laughs) right right so like it some some major news outlets were were uh talking about it and josh yellen went on this kyle kyle brandt um podcast which he does every week which is really cool to get that kind of exposure and kyle brandt came out and asked him you know what do you think like newsweek or like several big outlets, like I just mentioned, like CNN or MSNBC or whatever, came out and, and mentioned that, you know, people have been theorizing that that he wasn't there. Was he, in fact, there? Do you want to put those those conspiracy theories to rest? And he's like, those are, he's like, are they really doing that? He's like, that's the stupidest thing ever. He's like, he absolutely was there. He talked to us before the game. We saw him in the locker room. This is really dumb, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it was really cool to see him like just squash it not like uh no no it's uh you know it's it's not true you know like it was very convincing sounding um and isn't it funny that mike conspiracy theory i didn't ask you a fan john's a fan when it comes to x-files so scripted television he loves conspiracy theories mike maybe in scripted scripted television but not in real life no yes Yes, I kind of go in between. What do you mean, I, yes? <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that. I think I like both. I like what the idea. Area, area, area 51 and all that. It's like, what's going on over there, right? Like, what are they hiding? I've I've made the mistake before of of starting to agree with someone who was, like, talking about conspiracy theories. And his thing was, like, flat earth theory. And I entertained it for, like, the first 10 minutes. And then I didn't want to be rude because he was, like, my wife's best friend's husband and the first what you'll remember to beep that out but not matt <laughs> definitely not matt his name was uh uh Smith? cat <laughs> matthew <laughs> matthew <laughs> even better yes yeah, so matthew and like the thing i always like about conspiracy theories is trying to figure out like what's what's in it for these people like because because there's so many things that we think about like that are just indoctrinated into our heads because that's how we were born or that's the way like i always thought it was interesting when the pandemic happened and we all started working remotely and it's just like why do we have to go to a job anyway why can't we just work from home and then it just blew my mind this was just this like this just way of life that we've always grown up to think in our parents and our parents' parents and blah, blah, blah. Like you go to a job, you work there and you come home. Like it makes sense. Right. And then the pandemic hit and it's just like, well, either people are working from home or they're not working. So people are like, okay, you can work from home. And then it's just like, yeah, wait well, a minute. Not, necessarily. Why do... <laughs> not everyone. Sorry. Sorry, John. <laughs> 
not everyone. You're right. The essential workers, aka you, right? Um, I, w- I wouldn't cons- consider myself essential either. But I know I was just trying to make you feel better about not being able to work remotely. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I was happier to be there. To be honest, like I, I wouldn't be able to focus on work at home. Yeah, I know. That's one of the best parts about working at home. <laughs> There's so much. You can just lay down, take a nap. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> so. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I so but I like the idea of it. So when he's talking about flat earth theory, I'm like, well what's the what's the gain there? Like what's who's who's trying to make out from there being a flat earth? Like who who stands to profit from that? He's just like, well, NASA. Like, well, okay, well what is that? <laughs> they need money for their research, okay. It's just like, you know how many thousands of P- airplane airline pilots have flown somewhere you think one of them would have run into like this this wall of ice at the end of the world like how is this possible it's like we know that the sun is round we know that the other planets are round and it's just like the like the earth is just some discs shooting through space like this it doesn't make sense it's not so that's where conspiracy theories get me and this wasn't even a good one this wasn't even a good one i guess is what i'm saying demar hamlin one it was just like an excuse for people to say that the vaccine doesn't work or whatever but um, I retweeted this really funny uh, comedian, Trey, Trey Crowder, who talked about it, and he put some really interesting things because I never really thought about it like that, or maybe I had subconsciously, but he's just like, you know, conspiracy theories are just a way of, like, the peasants at the local inn, like, drinking at the bar, like, talking about, like, what they think the the nobles are up to, right? And before the internet, it was confined to the inn. So, like, if people were, like, say, like, if it was... Let's say it was John and I at the local inn having a drink, and we actually believe the Demar Hamlin thing. We'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, you think that's Demar Hamlin?" Like, let's see his face then, if that's what you really think. But the problem is, the internet. Exists. Well, we'd be drunk, so we'd be- I mean, like, <laughs> we'd just we're not held responsible, stuff. right? <laughs> the, the, the problem is with like all of this stuff is that like you can. Because of the internet, you can meet up with other people at their own local bars and, like, people, they share the same, like, crazy thoughts that you do sometimes. And it kind of, like, starts to gain some momentum. So it's not just me and John. Maybe it's me and John and then the me and John in the next town, (laughs) you know. Or there's 20 me and Johns in the next town over. And they're just like, yeah, this me and John have, like, this Nate and John have have something. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. I was talking to my John, and I was just saying the same thing in our bar, at that at our end, and we were just saying that this, right? This, this sounds like, if, like a an episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> have we had this conversation before? Yeah. Maybe. On the no. other hand, you have you have people who are probably much more reasonable and and don't believe such things, but will still jump on it just to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> Some men, some men just like to watch the world burn, right? Like it's just, it's just like that. Like people just want to want to see that or whatever. And and sometimes with like, don't don't you think it's the world is a scary, uncertain place, and anything you can do to have some semblance of control, that's like the like you're talking about. Like, what's the motivation? It's just so you can. It feels good to feel like you're smart. Right, yes. and you're not going to be smarter than somebody in, in physics, mathematics, a hard science. You can just go on the internet and say, like, "Oh, I did my research into the vaccine, or flat Earth, or Area 51." Like, right, and nobody can refute you because yeah, you cause... won't listen to reason. 
If yeah. you haven't reasoned yourself into the position, nobody can reason you out of it, right? So it's like you're a genius out of thin air. Yeah, you go from being like the town idiot idiot <laughs> to like you could argue yourself into being like, oh, like right under the the professor of, uh, you know, whatever. You know, like that's just, you, you know, you know, no less than, you know, yeah. All of a sudden these people that have absolutely no experience in medical knowledge or medical degrees telling you how you should live your life, you know, or whatever. When a pandemic hits, it's it's completely fine because it's like, well, I don't know, so I can't tell you no, but you don't know any more than I do necessarily. But I've, I've done my research online. It's like, well, I didn't do my research. I just trusted the professionals or whatever. So it's just a – or you could do that with anything, like flat earth theory. Like I, how can you prove there's no flat earth? Have you – are you telling me you haven't seen the ice wall? <laughs> like, no. Well, then how do you know it's not there? <sighs> no, no, I, I've seen a lot of documentaries and uh... – you know, interviews and, and different things on Area 51. And, you know, there's a lot of unanswered questions. And I, and I really, I really think that uh, maybe it's aliens. <laughs> I think, I think, I think you might be right. I feel like Area 51 is proven at this point. I don't think it's even a conspiracy theory, is it? I think it's real. No, it's just it a conspiracy without the theory. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. See, you and John and I getting together at the end. It's not. It's not a conspiracy theory when there's no theory anymore. It's proven. <laughs> um, I we should talk next time. There's, if if anyone has a conspiracy, I I I don't know if you and John, I'll, if you guys have one, speak up. But like, here's one conspiracy that I watched a documentary on and I think is a hundred percent true because I watched a documentary that was definitely slanted one way. <laughs> towards the way that i believe now and it was that kurt cobain was definitely killed by his wife so that's all i'm gonna say i watched soaked in bleach on amazon prime and i'm convinced now that kurt cobain didn't kill himself that it was his wife so there do you guys have any conspiracies that you believe conspiracy theories that you believe no Maybe not 51. Of my head. I'll, let, let me think about it. I'll get back to it. Yeah, week. think about it next week if you guys have any conspiracy <laughs> theories that aren't flat earth theory I'd love to hear them. Love to hear them. Um, I was trying to think if there's any Buffalo Bills conspiracy theories. Uh... Yeah, they're cursed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it, even the X Files episode where Cancer Man said, "Oh, they'll never win." What you know? While I'm still around, and he's still alive. The actor's still alive. So I mean, that still holds true. <laughs> okay. So is X Files. <laughs> John, I feel like you watch X Files a lot more than I did. Maybe that's why you and Mike get along so well. You guys are both X X File fiends. Like I loved, I love a good X Files episode. But you guys, you guys share X Files and Seinfeld to like this level that I I still have yet to catch up on. But I'm doing absolutely no work to catch up on it, so I probably never will. But you guys are like, oh, it's just like that Seinfeld episode, and I'm just like, it's not even like the top ten famous ones. It's like a an outlier one. It's like, do you remember the first episode where they didn't even have the same cast of characters? They I, did sent, have to... I, I, I sent you the episode and season numbers so you could watch it. <laughs> oh, that's why you do it. Gotcha. Thank you. You're like, I took the time to Google that. So then you reason. can get the reference. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I mean, you know, we'll talk again after um, in the next episode. Um, 
after you know the AFC between the super the AFC and NFC championships and the Super Bowl. We'll talk a little bit more. I have some really cool, interesting um, topics for the Buffalo Bills going into the off season that uh, Mike, John, and I will discuss. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad to see that Demar Hamlin's doing well and that he's not a clone or a body double or whatever. Uh, it's great that he's doing well. Um, Mike, John, is there anything you guys want to touch on before we uh, sign off? Cool. Well, it's unfortunate that this is the first episode of the off season, but I'm glad that you know we're looking forward. We're not so much looking behind. We're looking towards the future and, and what else you know this season has for us or 2023 we'll have for in store, which is hopefully you know uh, more continued winning because I mean the Bills the Bills have made the playoffs the last five to six years. Like that's that's a good step in the right direction. This isn't a Marvin Lewis sort of thing where they'd never win in the playoffs. Like they make it to the playoffs and they win, you know, they just haven't gotten to the big dance yet. So, um, so plenty of time to get there. So signing off for John, the truth is out there <laughs> for Mike. <laughs> good one. Good one, John. <laughs> I want to believe go bills for me, Nate, one, two, three Cancun. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly go bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills mate. <laughs>